with Catherine Toon podcast. Well, hello everybody, Catherine Toon, and I've been sitting with some gorgeous scripture, and I've also been grappling with kind of the dynamics of a lot of the social things that we're seeing around us that are really important. Uh, you know, the political stuff and the racism stuff and all the ways that we've been kind of harming each other. And, you know, you've got the LGBTQ and you've got conservative and you've got liberal and you've got all sorts of stuff. And there's, there's value in everything and there's mess with everything. And, you know, and so it can be really confusing. Like how do you navigate? And, you know, in humanity, when there has been injustice, uh, so many times our response to injustice is this huge pendulum slip, the shift, and we go from one ditch to another j- ditch. And we, we kind of say, well, that's okay because it averages out. Okay. And I'm not sure that's the way that God functions. Um, you know, we're supposed to overcome evil with good and we have a lot of genuine evil. Um, but how does, what does good look like? How do we overcome the injustices? And if you look at the history of humankind, man, we were a mess. I mean, you know, it's been one thing to the next. And so it can get really confusing. It can get really confusing. And, you know, we can end up hopping on different bandwagons and find that they lead us to a place that we didn't want to go. And so, you know, there's there's only one way to navigate. There's only one way to go. And it's the long haul game, which is not satisfying a lot of times, but it's the thing that matters for eternity. And that is the way of love, right? You know, Jesus called us to love as he loves. And so it's a question of what does that look like? And, you know, there's a lot of noise. There's a lot of shrill voices. There's a lot of voices in pain, Um, there's a lot of, uh, voices that are shrill responding to the shrill voices and it goes back and forth and then it just gets to be noise. And you're wondering what is the truth here? What is the way out? How do we navigate in a way that transcends and brings real lasting healing and real redemption? How do we cooperate with that? And that will be the way of love. Now, faith, hope, and love remain after all of those things. You know, the highest value in the kingdom of God is not justice, but it's love. Because justice will look like love. Justice is a facet of love. But it's not the only facet. And we need to be careful how we navigate Um, And I have been, you know, so culpable in this because, you know, I jump on the bandwagon, then I realize, wait, no, that's, and then I jump on that back. And I just like, I have learned to kind of settle down and listen for the voice of love to help navigate. And if I haven't heard it yet, I'm staying put till I hear it. So let's, uh, let's, uh, let's study this. 
the way of love. And I'm reading this. Oh my God, this is so amazing. From the First Nations version of the Bible. This is so good for us. And I'm so grateful. And I love it. It's so beautiful. You ready? This is 1 Corinthians 13, starting in verse 1. It says, I may have the gift of speaking in both the languages of human beings and of spirit messengers, but if I fail to love, my words become like the screech of a cat or the yelping of a wild dog. Okay, so how much screeching and yelping are we here? We are. We're just like, it's screeching and yelping, you know, kind of on both both ends of the issues. Um. I may have prophetic powers and the ability to see into the sacred mysteries and understand all things. I might even have faith strong enough to make mountains move. But if I fail to love, I am nothing. I may give all my possessions to the poor and give my body to be burned as a sacrifice. But if I fail to love, I have gained no honor. So these are all things that we do in response to injustice. And sometimes we're trying to earn our way out, you know, because where we feel the the injustice of something, um, say racism or something <clears throat> or sexism or, you know, or or um, or isms towards, say, the LG uh, uh, being cruel to the LGBTQ and, and all of this. And then we all the political stuff. It's so crazy. And we feel that. So sometimes we try to compensate in our own strength, but it's not the motive of love. You see, it has to be a motive of love and it has to be the way love intended, the motive of love and then how love is walking that out in order for it to be what is right to love as Christ loves. You know, I was talking uh, to uh, to, to a, a dear uh, black sister, she's amazing, Felicia Morell. And she was saying, you know, intent without action is nothing, but we have to get the intent right, right? And we have to get the action right. And so this requires a working out. So how do we work that out? Okay. And this helps me because it brings clarity. So verse four, let's study love. Okay. So love is patient. Let me make sure I got the right one. Yeah. Love is, um, love is patient. Thank God. Isn't that amazing right there? (laughs) And kind love is never jealous. It does not brag or boast. It is not puffed up or big headed. Love does not act in shameful ways, nor does it only care about itself. I love this only care about itself because you need to care about yourself, but you just only don't care about yourself. Right. It is not hot headed nor does it keep track of the wrongs done to it. Oh my goodness. Love is not happy with lies and injustice. So there's the justice piece, really important. But truth makes its heart glad, right? Oh my goodness, that's so good. Love keeps walking even when carrying a heavy load. Love keeps trusting, never loses hope, and stands firm in hard time. Times. The road of love has no end. The time will come when prophets are no longer needed, when people will stop speaking in unknown languages, and when the need for knowledge will fade away. For we only know some of the story. Boy, isn't this the truth? And can only prophesy small parts of it. But the time is coming when we will know the whole story from the beginning to end. Isn't that... <sighs> 
reassuring, right? When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child and I saw through the eyes of a child. But when I became fully grown, I put my childish ways behind us. God is nabbing us for all our childish ways. For now, it is as if I'm looking at a poor reflection in muddy water. But then when we will see face to face. For now, my knowledge is full of holes. But when that time comes, I will know the great spirit. Isn't that beautiful? As well as I'm known by him. So the great spirit of God. Okay, right? But until then, these three remain. This is what we have now until we see face to face. Faith, hope, and love. And love is the greatest. This is the way of love. Um, So this is how we navigate. This is how we like, this is good until we get here. And then we need to stop. This is good until we get here. And then we need to stop. And we need to sit until we're clear. And there's so much confusion because there is so much noise and there's so much pain and there's so much anger. And the pain is valid and the anger is valid. But how we respond in our pain and our anger as, as a human race with all the different issues that are going on is on us. And so this is where we need to sit with God to lead us. Let's, let me read the, um, the passion translation. Love is incredibly large and is large and incredibly patient. Love is gentle, consistently kind to all. It refuses to be jealous when blessing comes to someone else. It refuses. I love that. So I refuse. Like if you're tempted to be jealous, you're like, no, I refuse, right? There's there's godly rebellion, right? I refuse not to be kind. Love does not brag about its achievements nor to inflate its own importance. Love does not traffic in shame and disrespect. Like if I'm shaming someone or disrespecting someone, yeah, I need to knock it off. Nor selfishly seek its own honor. This is a self-promotion, right? Whew. I love this one. Love is not easily irritated. There are times when I find myself really irritable. I mean, like really like touchy, touchy. Okay. Um, and so it, when when I, I find myself with that, I real I I I I isolate not because I'm avoiding that, because honestly, in my touchiness, I know that's not righteous. And I don't want to take out my issue on someone else, right? Or or quick to take offense, right? Love joyfully celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what is wrong. This is a beauty. Get ready for this next one. Love is a safe place of shelter. So this is where you can retreat to when the noise gets to be so much and the external noise, the internal noise gets to be so much. You can retreat. This is what I called in my Mark by my love book to retreat to love, retreat to that place of love. It's that safe place of shelter where you can start to get healing, where you start to get clarity, right? Um, where the, where the confusion starts to lift, right? Because I I found it's 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 like the Bible says the first story you hear sounds good until you hear hear the second version, and you've got all these perspectives and they're all important, but none of them have the lock on truth, right? And so we glean from each. And we sit with the one who sees 2020 says, okay, so where am I culpable? And where am I not culpable? And what am I supposed to do in that? Right. And, and, and to be a, a judge in it is to allow God to judge us. 
right? To get the the logs out of our own eyes so that we can see other people and help them with their splinters. Yeah, we have to assume we have logs in our eyes and we do. And then we can help someone else with their thing, right? Um, and a lot of times they're so busy trying to point to log in someone else's eye so it gets the onus off of us and we need to sit and let the Lord deal with us. And that is a really good safe, that's safety. That's being a son and daughter of God and allowing God to convict, but not condemn. Okay, conviction is good. For it never stops believing the best in others. What if we believe the best in others? See, this is where I start to grieve for humanity. And I've been doing a lot of grieving lately because we're so beautiful and so good and we're acting like this. This is what we've been doing to each other. This is what I've participated in. That's evil. You know, this, and I've just been doing a lot of grieving. Um, And grieving is not the ending point, but it is a starting point because you're looking at the damage. You're looking at the damage that you're, you participated in, you're complicit in, or that has happened to you or that has happened to others. And we're all culpable. We've all caused damage. And it, it grieves. It's grieving. It breaks the heart of God. And I believe that grieving is a, is a solid place to start. It's not the ending part, but it's a starting point because we have to see the wreckage rightly um, before we can partner with building it rightly, right? It's like a Nehemiah who wept when he went to the Jerusalem that was raised to the ground, right? And he wept and then they could start to rebuild. And I feel like a lot of times we we kind of skip over this and we're not even seeing the damage, the full damage. You know, someone wants to reconcile. Uh, you have to own the full damage of what happened and just own it and or 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 see it and grieve with it. And then you can do something. And sometimes, you know, there's irreparable damage as human beings that we've done to one another that only God can pay people back for. Uh, you know, we can't, I, I wish there were things we could do um, to pay back, you know, to really pay back where it counts, say for the black community or for our brown communities or for our women or for men. I mean, everybody's been harmed, Right. And so there's things we can do that help. But ultimately, the reason we forgive is we say, you know what? These people that did this cannot pay me back for what they did, right? If you've murdered someone's child, you cannot pay back. You can be punished for it, okay? But only God can give back what was lost, give back the innocence, give back the um, the the harm that was done. And this is why we forgive because God is the just judge and is the only one that can do that. And, but we do need to make recompense where we're, we're called to make recompense. And so, you know, it's this ongoing journey that we're having and being conformed into the image of love um, that we can be that and do that for one another. Um, so it never stops believing the best for others. Love never takes failure as defeat for it never gives up. Isn't that beautiful? But at the end of that verse, it's actually in the next chapter. It says, so let love be the beautiful 
thing for which you run. Okay. I didn't say that actually correctly because I'm doing it from memory. So let love be that motive. The beauty of that be what motivates you and causes you to run. So in, in, in running, let love be the motive. Intent matters. Actions matter too. You know, the truth is it all matters. The problem is, is when we do actions without love, a lot of times we do more damage and we self-deceive because it's almost like we're trying to do penance and whatever. And that that's not, you know, ultimately it's forgiveness. And then out of that place, because you've been forgiven, you do things that make a difference. Because if you're doing penance, that's really about you and you trying to feel better. Okay. Well, that's not helping. Okay. But when you receive forgiveness and out of that place of broken heartedness for the damage that maybe you've been complicit in, um, then you're able to do something. Um, but it's, it, 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 you know, it only really helps when it ceases being about you to the other person. Right. And so this is why grieving in the place where we've done harm to people is so important because we're actually able to take stock of what our sin complicit, explicit or complicit has done. Um, we can take stock and that helps. And there are times where all you can do is weep with people. And then there is a place where you move out of the weeping But until you've taken stock of where you've harmed another person and really owned it, there's not real healing. There's not real healing. And it feels disingenuous, you know, um, where people have kind of, you know, like, okay, well, like, I'm sorry. It's like, yeah, you're sorry is not helping because you're not taking stock of where you've harmed me. Where I just say, well... Um, I'm sorry. And then I try to do good works to compensate. Okay. There's disingenuous because really it's an issue of the heart, right? And love is always about the heart. So we start from that place of owning and, un- and, and working to understand, um, and not justify, um, and, and then we move into the place of, what is helpful? What can I do? So sometimes you just listen and you say nothing because what can you say? Right. And that is healing and helpful. And it's honoring when you, when you listen to people, you honor people. And when you're listened to, you honor people, right. Without having to come up with an answer or a justification. And that is the way of love. That is the way of love that helps us really meet people in a way that's meaningful. Now, where there are voices that demand demand justice and it's really a um, kind of vengeance thing, I think it's important to stand up against that. Uh, you know, because, you know, the death penalty doesn't compensate someone for the life they lost if someone murdered, right? It doesn't compensate. That is that God's justice. Is that God's justice? Um, 
So we have to be careful. And the only way that we're going to be able to navigate with all these different voices is to stay centered in the way of love. And God gets to do that. He is the one that can enter that holy of holy place in you to help you navigate. Well, he's in that holy place and he's what makes it holy um, of you and him to help you navigate. How do we do that? How do we do that? In my anger, how do I not sin? In my rage, how do I not sin? In my complicity, how do I not justify? In my, um, you know, in my sin, how do I receive forgiveness? And how do I walk out recompense in a way that's meaningful, right? And that's a level playing ground for all humanity. So um, if you're being bombarded with all these different voices, the way so many are, and you've not tuned them out, but there's something you need to tune in to the one who is love because he's the one that's going to lead you out. He's the one to lead and guide you into all truth in a way that will never, never, never belittle you, but will also require you to be the son and daughter of God that you are. Anyway, I hope this has been helpful for you today. Um, I'm on a journey, you're on a journey, and we're loved in the journey. And we get to partner with God in doing good and being who he created us to be conforming to his image. Thank you guys. I love you. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit catherinetoon.com.